when I'm not drinking bourbon or writing blues songs, I listen to the Sean Geek Podcast over on seanmcginnity.ca, and you should too. Welcome, everybody, to the Sean Geek Podcast. Welcome. With your host, Sean Arama, and this guy over here, Winston. Winston. <laughs> Fast Pit Fingers. <laughs> and uh, we have a, a guest this week. Sir, would you like to introduce yourself? David Anton. Hey, man, how's it going? After, after Anton LeVay, David I, Anton. I kind of figured as much. Yeah. I kind of figured as much. So um, we wanted to have you on the show because uh, when weird things happen, you kind of have to jump on it. And you we and jump I, on David. So. David. So somehow we, you and I fucking started talking. I don't know why. I know, man. And then you're like, what the fuck? Like, and then all of a sudden, bang. And then you're like, fuck, man. Get on the show, bro. Get on the fucking show. <laughs> I, I believe in... My dad's making a tea for me right now. Anyway, oh nice. He's laid off on the rigs. But what's up? Hi, Dad. Say hi to your dad. When he comes over here to bring my tea. All right. <laughs> so, um, you've got some music, man. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. So, so where, where, so who, who is David? Like, who, who are where did, you? Where did David come from? Yeah. Well, my mom made me. David first. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then after King David. And so okay. I figured, why not mix Anton Levy and King David together? Kind of how Marilyn Manson mixed Marilyn Monroe and uh, Charles Manson together. Nice. And a lot of my influence lately has been the Sixth Chamber, which what which is what brought us together. Yes. Right? That's the right? song. Yeah. So what's so, your um, uh, What's huh? your connection with those uh with that band? Fuck, that... we just started talking. That was yeah. about it. And then he was like, Fuck, David, you're a good writer and you like the imagery that I can do. And you notice that whatever I share gets likes. Yeah. You know? And like so he's my major influence. And then it comes from obviously Danzig, right? Oh yeah. Because <laughs> okay. he worked with that band, he was in the misfits, all that bullshit. Crazy oh, yeah. fucked up shit. Yeah. I've not a misfits kick actually. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah. that's where he came from. Look at this cat, Dave. Can you see oh this cat? God. Yeah, I seen that fucking cat. I was tripping <laughs> out, man. I thought it was on acid. <laughs> he doesn't normally, all... he doesn't normally come up here. This is the first time I've done uh well I don't Well he knows the... David's there. Yeah, that's why. He knows David's there. That's right. Do you have <clears throat> I was well I was actually Do I have an altar? I was leaving. <laughs> So how did you how What's did you, how did you get into music? What was the what was the what was the thing that went? You know what? That's what I want to do. Well, what happened was my grandma died from cancer when I was about eleven. Oh, sorry to hear that. And right there, right then and there, I chose metal, and I wanted to give people a choice. 
between God and the devil. You know what I mean? Right. The real shit. I want people to have a choice. Because my music ain't just good and evil. It's about being on the fence. And I'm not on the fence, bitch. Just so you know, we're allowed to swear on the show. But <laughs> yep. it's real shit here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what it's about. And my grandma, Loretta Hemmelspeck, rest in peace. I still got to shoot, do a shout out towards the near end of the show. I got him there. But anyway, you know what I mean? That's the most I can give you right now, my brother. So your instrument of choice at that time you was figured, guitar. Yeah. So you did you have a guitar at the time that you were kind of playing, or or was um, this you just no at that no point, guitar that's yet? When, that's I when didn't you decided. Even, I wasn't even a, I wasn't even a musician yet. I didn't even write music yet. Right. But as soon as my grandma died, I knew. Right. And I had a dream that very night. And this shit's live. It's true. Wow. And then I picked up that fucking guitar and it started at 15. It's been about 10 years now. I'm 27. Right. More than that. So do you yeah, play? I haven't stopped. So do you play more than one? You play more than one instrument, obviously. Well, well, technically, I got a really good rhythm. I know how to tell the band what to do. You know, I'm a good leader. Right. So you're mostly guitar. I'm mostly a lead singer, songwriter. Right. But I have a really good rhythm telling people like what to play because right. even the songs you're about to listen to tonight my brother were like really orchestrated i guess that's what you call it right orchestrated i would say so yeah 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 orchestrated yeah, yeah. so so you're the the principal songwriter of those two songs then or oh yeah oh yeah them? oh yeah and i know guitarists that can learn this material like no problem but i'm it's musician for hire for right now for the album being created Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can understand. Because it's fucking hard to put people together, you know? My brother and yeah. I have all played music yeah. together, and I think we always will. But, yeah, it's hard to find other brothers, right? So well, what's your what's your view on, on band and keeping a band together and just going on your own and the hired musicians, like that whole thing? Like, what's your philosophy about it? To never stop and believe and to learn how to be a leader. That's what I feel. Right? Yeah. And stop. Yeah. And learn how to be humble. Yep. yep. Be a proper leader. Because to lead, by example, you have to be somewhat of a good and evil person, I feel. You know? You got to be humble. That's true. Right? Yeah. And you got to be unhumble at times, too. Uh, I was listening to some of your songs. And I was going to ask you, what are your influences? So when you started music... Did you just kind of go on your own and just do your own style, or you obviously you had some influences for uh, for other bands? Well, and stuff I mean, that you influences, were to? and it had to be, but it was definitely victim of changes. You know, like Judas Priest. Okay, okay. yeah, 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 definitely. He was, was a wicked vocalist. Yeah, I was listening. That's who I practiced to. Yeah, and then Marilyn Manson. Okay, and then my influence would have to be obviously the Six Chamber. Mm -hmm. And Luna 13. Luna 13. Search that up. I found a lot of Alice Cooper kind of influence uh, with your vocal. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that, was, that was what I picked up on it. Well, it's very theatrical, right? Yeah. So Alice... This shit's so raw. This is like the most raw shit we can get. Yeah. And I'm trying to get a part of Cleopatra Records just so we know. But I got to hook up a tour here to be even eligible. 
Right. So do you find it hard? Are you able to play out anywhere or have you, have you tried to? Well, my brother has a tie to Estevan, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, man? It's a, it's a small town. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a small fucking town. There's a lot of basement players here. Is that what you say? Is that the correct term? Basement players? Yeah. I'm... Like they just stick to themselves. Too scared to get out there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists out there that just kind of you know yeah just play in the basement. I mean, that's what we were doing uh, before we kind of got together with with bands and stuff. And pretty much anybody who starts an instrument usually is you know a basement they start player, there. basement player, and then they move up and find out people that you know they have the same interest type of music. I don't know if you had put um, an ad out or something on Kijiji or one of those places saying you're know, looking for a bass player, you're looking for you know keyboard or bass or you know whatever. Uh, whatever instrument you needed. Yeah. Um, what are your influences? Mine? Mine's, both, of you, both of you boys? Mine's Van Halen, Rush. Um, Rest in peace. Steve Vai, Satriani. Oh, yeah. Right on. Uh, Malmsteen. <laughs> Malmsteen. Yeah, Ingrid Malmsteen. You, you know Ingrid Malmsteen, David? Ronstein? Pink Floyd. Malmsteen. Actually, you kind of look like no, Ingrid Malmsteen when you were, when he was younger. <laughs> Everyone always tells me that. <laughs> oh, really? Malmsteen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Malmsteen. Hey, um, so, so there's a lot of imagery that you've been putting out on Instagram. And mm -hmm. Yeah, how, lots of it. How are you putting that together? Do you have a photographer? Like, How, how are you doing the image side of it? Well, it's usually my dad just doing it for now, all the okay. photos of me. Yep. And then all the imagery, I go to like uh, the 72 demons of uh, King Solomon. And I use that for all the sigils. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you wanted to know. I knew that's what you really wanted to know. Well, so that's what's happening. I, I like there, there's photos of you. The, the lighting and the way it's framed, the way it's shot. Like your, your dad's doing that, he's pretty damn good. Yeah, well, I, I tell him what to do. But my dad, he's a good dad, man. Is he a, is he a fan of the music? Oh, fuck. God damn it. It's that, he's like the biggest fan I know, him and my mom. That's awesome. Taught me everything I know. So your, yeah, we, your dad's yeah. a musician too? My dad's not a musician, but my mother is. Oh, what, what did she play? Um, she's more of a, um, what do you call that? A composer. Okay. So, so and she actually had a song on native radio NCI mm -hmm. and your oh. song's called runaway girl. Okay. And okay. I'm going to cover one of her songs called invisible and it's about schizophrenia to be truthful. And it's going to be on the album, the one coming up. And it's a really good song. Very, um, uh, it's not country, but it's very, like, Nine Inch Nails, um, uh, Johnny Cash style when he covered that shit. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Remember when he covered... Almost like a folky... Uh, uh, not yeah. Folky. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't let me do what I want with it. It's very particular. Right. Yeah. And, and we got to put this on there. But anyway, we did a show for fucking uh, Motley Crue back in the day. And this shit's gonna be on forever. But anyway, <laughs> are you are you a crew fan? 
<laughs> I'm a crew fan. Anyway, but she, but fucking Nikki Six called mom a bitch. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Not in a good way. Oh. Um, uh, but it was in a good way because I got connections. So good. It was in a good way. Uh, I, I think we take that in respect. But anyway, Vince was like a fucking angel. <laughs> really, eh? Yeah, because we did a show for him. He was the only one to show up. So it was pretty wicked. That was pretty cool. So I got respect for the crew no matter what, of course. Yeah. Of course, right? It's true, man. Respect. So yeah, we have uh, uh, both our uh, both our parents are musicians as well. Our fathers mm-hmm. passed away, but we, uh, my brother and I, were in a band with my dad for a number of years, actually, and uh, great showman, definitely a great showman. That's where I got it from. My parents too. Yeah, so it's cool. So yeah, make sure you do your mom's song the way your mom wants it done. Invisible. Yeah. yeah. Don't disrespect it, right? Yeah, never disrespect you. Your parents, your parents, man. Yeah. Well, they they taught me everything, even how I met you right now. It's yeah. true, man. I respect. As you say, you say your 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 mom is a composer, correct? Composer, and that's where I learned it from. Yeah. So I was yeah. going to say, so so you've kind of taken on that trait uh, for composing yeah. with with um, your music. I'm a really good guitarist. I can play some solos, but I'm more of a composer than I am a guitarist. But yet. I'm a really good guitarist for composing. That's right. about it. You know what I mean? Okay. It's really hard to get. It's fucked up. Before you joined, David, my brother was uh, was uh, was shredding there on his guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty entertaining. <laughs> my well, brother's the shredder. I got the. Uh... He's the one that does it, eh? He's the shredder. I'm the uh, the screaming vocalist, I guess. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah, I got my. You uh... got that mic working. <laughs> I got my collection over there. Holy shit! It's my uh, my Van Halen tribute wall. <laughs> I like the white one. Yeah, yeah, that's one yeah. good one. Obviously, the left too. And then Holy I got shit. my uh, PRS. No, yeah, very go. nice. This, well, this guy here, David, he's uh, not only is he a guitar player, but he'll take guitars apart just to make them sound the way he wants them to sound. So. He's got a, mm-hmm. a luthery uh, background as well, which is pretty damn cool. Well, not luthery, nice. but yeah, just just kind of puttering. I like to take things apart and figure out how they work and put them back together. And when I was well, when I was younger, I had a guitar and I didn't know how to, you know, do the intonation or, or the neck relief and stuff like that. And I I only kind of learned that within the last, you know, twenty years. So uh, now, anytime I get a guitar. I want to set it up. I know exactly what I need to do. Whereas before, I just I had no clue. I take the truss rod and I, you know, crank it as tight as I could or loosen it off, and I didn't I didn't know what did what. So back then we didn't have the internet, so there was no way of really doing any research. But yeah, you yeah, know what? Uh, my favorite guitar was that got bought for me was uh, a Hagstrom. I've heard of those. I've never played one. And you know what? I was the only one that got the heavy metal version. Otherwise, it looked classical. And mine was the heavy metal version with the fucking whammy bar. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the songs came from. We hear today came from. From the Hagstrom? That's what from you're playing Hagstrom. through? Yeah. No, not anymore. I wish it. Your your background <laughs> playing with you've been, you've been in some bands before, I'm assuming? And... Cover bands. Cover bands? Cover. Covers. 
what, what okay I, I i have a thing about cover band like we played in cover bands before too and a lot of times you're playing whatever the audience you're playing whatever man what was my worst song that i played hated playing exactly me. that's exactly you know what it was it's fucking the kiss and i love kiss but it's Rock too much roll. fucking too many yeah yeah they're all nice. you motherfucker you're psychic yes which song and that fucking song which one he said it rock and roll Say it. i fucking hate it man <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm actually a, a kiss friend <laughs> me too man but that shit's fucking hard to cover but that song i cannot stand that's how i know we get along man there's going to be another interview once in a couple years from now. But anyway, holy shit. So, so okay, so other than that song, is there, um, like, another one? Yeah, we, well, hang on. What's oh, your favorite one? Favorite, <laughs> what, what's your least favorite one to cover? What, From Kiss would have to be a Love Gun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, that one's good. That was fucking cool, that one. What was your favorite one to cover? Or did you cover anything cool or gospel? Okay, the one that I love covering the most. In the rock show, let's think here. I had to remember 31 songs from it. Had to be um, Van Halen ain't talking about love. That was your favorite one, yeah. yeah. To cover Van Halen ain't talking about love, right? Yeah, good tune. Now, were you singing on that one, or were you, yeah, or were you? Oh, yeah, I did it all. I did it all perfect, fucking no problem. Just leave vocals, do my jump kicks. So Anybody at the like, 40 ground in manitoba oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so do you have, stage once too so do you have anything <laughs> so do you have anything on, on youtube yeah i was covering 10 seconds to love by motley crew i might have showed your boy there and that's on uh and that's on youtube it's on youtube yeah on my channel in your channel okay right. lilith's casket Lilith's casket. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I I know, like we've covered Van Halen. Well, they used me, but you know what? They taught me everything I know, so that's why I'm thankful. Because well, yeah. otherwise, I would have never known how to do 31 songs in a row. Well, yeah, you right? you grow through. They experience. taught me everything. Everything's an ex- a learning experience, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's how you grow. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the first? I'd say, well, I don't know if you're probably too young for albums, but what was your first, I guess, CD would be the appropriate question. That I bought? Question. Yeah, what was the very first CD you bought? You're going to love this. It's funny. It was Eminem. Okay. And I was living in Calgary, and my mom made fun of me and called me two cent instead of 50 cent. <laughs> two cent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you know what, man? You're fucking... You know, she's like, dude, you're listening to the raw music. <laughs> and she went and bought me an Ozzy Osbourne. No, did she? The greatest hits. Yeah, the greatest hits. So what did you think and of then Ozzy? Her boy- and, then her- and then her boyfriend at the time said, you're really good at singing it. And then I I was unstoppable. And what got me into music, too, was Guitar Hero, surprisingly. Yeah. Wow. Guitar Hero made me buy a guitar. And I went and it's the truth, right? And it made me buy a guitar, and I started to play it, and then I got good. Yeah, they're quite different in contrast. 
Yeah, it's I, fucking I, weird. I played it. It's it's very weird. Have you ever tried the? What was that one that came out where it's an actual guitar? It's nothing like the real guitar. No, but there is a. It's nothing. There was one game that came out that had a real guitar. Oh, um, uh, Rocksmith or something. Yeah, Rocksmith and fucking uh, something else. I don't fucking know. I've never tried that. I don't know. I don't know how accurate that would would have been to actually learn. I don't play games. I don't play games. Fuck that shit. Got too much time on my hands. Right. So you don't. So you don't play rock uh, rock band anymore. No. You hung up the plastic no. guitar and picked up a real one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I gave all the gains to my little brother. Half-brother, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Sweet. Yeah. So what was your second album you bought? Taste Corn. of Ozzy. Corn, that's pretty heavy, isn't it? Yeah, and then the cover, they, they covered uh, Another Brick in the Wall, and that was my fucking song. Oh, yeah. Hey, so yeah. I, I'm seeing a pattern here, David. So you bought, what are you seeing? I'm seeing a pattern. You bought so th- this is before you you, you, know, you, you formed the, the way you're you're playing now. But you started with an M M&M, and M. You ended up with. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of food uh, food, food references here. <laughs> What's going on, man. Bananarama. I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm hungry, bro. You never even to <laughs> that till just now. There we go. <laughs> Awesome. You can see me. There's. Um, are you familiar with the band Propagandy? No. They're, uh, they're no. Okay, so they're a Winnipeg band. They're okay. Probably. Oh, I probably met them. Yeah. They're, they're, but anyway, they're, they're the biggest independent band that's ever been out of Winnipeg. Still around. They still do the thing, and um, and they're great. You should check them out. They're. Um, they were so cool that uh, back in the day. Green Day came and it came to mm-hmm. open the propaganda. Okay. It was awesome. At the Albert. Yeah. The At Albert. the Albert, I performed there. Yeah. That was wicked for the Motley Crue show. Yeah. Cool. But what were we going to say, Kiko? Um, anyway, they have a they have a throwaway line one of their songs. They're talking about Eminem and corn mm. and Limp Biscuit. And corn. So that's how we, yeah, I yeah, see. So now you're. I'm gonna have to get send you this song so you can hear it just to hear that line. Afterward, yeah. I hear you, I hear you bro. Yeah. So, um, so what's your plans for the release? Like, so you, I, I've, I've got the two songs that you sent. So thanks. Well, you know what? I'm between temptation. I might just record, release an EP between those songs. Okay. And release the two. Yeah. I'm I working at the really good studio now, and it's a Blue Door Recording Studio. I've heard of yeah, very good recordings. Now, have you ever tried doing recordings on your own, like at home with? Uh, oh yeah, like a recorder that's all the and... recordings that your brother heard. Yeah, all on my own. Oh, those are all okay. Because I I didn't know if that no, was not not what I just sent him. Yeah, I know the original, originals. Yeah, right. Yeah, but he's seen the original shit. It was pretty good. Just off my phone. That's all it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. In the beginning, you learn how to, uh, you know. So you're talking, about, you're talking about doing, so releasing these two songs as an EP. Is there, you, you obviously have more songs written. You have a, a plan oh, of fuck. The next, yeah. what the next song is going to be? Or are you having trouble? The next song is going to be called Scarlet Prayer. Scarlet Prayer. The so, next one. Scarlet Prayer. So that one. Yeah, cool. So how many how many do you have 
kind of ready to go in and record. Like if you two more next, two more next, and the rest are right on the moment to get the spirit to it. Yeah. So when you're when you know you're I mean? when you're writing, you, you you're you sound like you're very you're a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Do you when you do your writing, how much of that goes into your music? Fuck, so much of it, man. Almost more than I live my real life. So it's so you put a lot of heart and soul and feeling into your inter. Ever into since your music. I was fifteen. Yeah. So what Capricorn? So Capricorns don't stop till it's done. Okay. Whether it takes ten years, twenty years, fifty, sixty, a thousand, next lifetime, even if there's anything after this, whether it's the one before, or the one next, that's how it goes for me. Right. And I don't give up. So when you're when you're songwriting, what do you have a, an idea in mind of, of where you're gonna what direction you're gonna go into, or do you, is well, it something that comes to you, or do you just kind of sit the down? Whiskey. It's the whiskey. The whiskey. <laughs> the whiskey helps to get to the whiskey. No, well, whiskey obviously helps, but get to the whiskey in L.A. and the L.A. Strip. <laughs> oh, the, the whiskey go go. Whiskey or? helps. Whiskey helps. Yeah. So, yeah, the whiskey go go. Yeah. yeah, to get that the name Lilith Casket on that stone nice. with all the other names, and then you made it. So if if COVID wasn't it's easy, if if COVID wasn't happening right now, what 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 were your plans going to be? For the relief I would have been homeless in the States right now. In LA, living under a bridge if COVID didn't happen. Interesting. That's kind of creepy to say, but it's true, man. I speak the truth. I can't lie. Now, is so that, a, COVID- now, is yeah, that so somewhere you want to be? I would have been there, but then all of a sudden COVID happened and closed the borders. And so now we get to wait. It's kind of good. I get to build an album and I get to go there prepared. Being smart about it. So everything, not everything happens for a reason, but like what Marilyn Madsen says, everything kind of falls together. So your plan was to go sell sell, sell yourself to music to just... Oh, fuck. I sent band members on a wild goose chase to meet me there. <laughs> and I feel sorry for him. Shout out to Eddie Viga because he was trying to meet me there and then all of a sudden government lockdown happened and it was a fucking 6,000 charge to be outside your vehicle. Wow. He was trying to meet me there. Yeah. So he got a car. And then, but we didn't expect this shit to happen, did we? No. 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 Who the no, fuck no. expected this shit? We some real. So now that you're... So normally when you songwriting prior to covid i guess so now that you're home mostly because of the shutdowns and whatnot do you find you have way more time or you have more uh i don't call it writing ability but more you have more ideas uh for songs and taking the time to sit down and write them yeah I, i definitely see it as a blessing in disguise there's so much more writing that came to my mind so what is your what is your what how do you write do you have ideas that you just kind of jot down and you just kind of put them all together? Do you have like a whole story a of, kind uh, of laid out already? I use a lot of Solomon. Solomon? Solomon? Solomon. That's a lot of my writing where it comes from. The 72 Demons of the Grimoire. 
And so I'm trying to finish out of my writings right. so far. But then I'll obviously use other stuff. They're not to be only one one level stock yet. So your next deep now are do you think you're going to be doing your albums? Are they going to be very similar from one to the next? Or do you, no, do you no, think your I'm styles would kind of change and evolve? Yeah. Keep evolving. Keep evolving. That's how it goes. Now I didn't hear any I don't think I heard any keyboards in your song. Um, so right now currently it's just it's just guitar, bass, drums. No, actually vocals. it's keyboards. But anyway, it's uh Mike Young on keyboards and bass. And he's from the band Mother Mother and they're making it. They're on vivo. And then Justin Bender, Justin Bender. <laughs> Justin Bender on uh it was a Bieber. Studio engineer. Studio engineer. Yep. And on rhythm and lead guitar. And Brian Newbury on drums. A big buff buff motherfucker and he's cool as fuck. He's wicked. I just talked to him before I started the show here, and he's still down. We're gonna slow. We're not gonna stop. So you're gonna, there till the very end. You're gonna keep that guy as a drummer, then? Is that? The idea? Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna keep a uh, fucking uh, what's his name there? Mike Young is a fucking bass player and keyboardist because he's really good. So are you guys all in the same? Do they all live in Winnipeg or sorry in the Saskatchewan? Well, I'm living in Estevan, crazy ass hick town. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where do they, where do they live? Or do they live in the same town? Where do they live? <laughs> Regina, Saskatchewan. Oh, okay, good. So they're not too far from. If you could, if you could come to Winnipeg and open for a band, which which Winnipeg band would it be? Because you you have a you're you're a fan of Winnipeg. In Winnipeg music, from what you told me before. Mm-hmm. What's the band you would pick? If you any band, five thousand pound furnace. Yeah, yeah, we play with them boys uh, a few times. And they're not—they're fucking wicked. They're chill. They're not stuck up. They're wicked fucks. I have a, I have a sad thing to tell you. They're not around. They're now called Hamfist. Doug Douglas is still in the band. They switched their name or what? Yeah, but they have a different singer. I got another one then. Dreadnought. Ah, Dreadnought. Yeah, okay. What did they, what what did they change their name to? No, they're still Dreadnought. But they do good in Winnipeg. Or I choose Deep Cave. Dark Deep Cave. Dark Deep Cave. And I know those fuckers. Yeah, we. Uh, I, you know, it's weird. We've never had Deep Dark Cave on the show, but they. Yeah, they. Um, I don't know. They tagged our our show for some reason. Who would open up for David Anton? Dark Messiah. Dark Messiah. <laughs> Dark <laughs> Messiah would open up for David Anton, baby. Oh fuck! I know them. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. No, they're wicked. Yeah. No, but, yeah. Uh, we know the uh, the singer. Pretty good, actually. We. Uh, they're really wicked. They're good people. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, I love the whole band. That's what I'd have opened up for me. I think they'd open up pretty good. Yeah, and I have respect for them. They're wicked as fuck. But I grew up beside them. Uh, so yeah. it's wicked. And also, David's crazy as fuck. <laughs> crazy <laughs> good. Normal's boring. Who wants to be normal? You need a shirt with a CAF on it. Yeah. CAF. No. There we go. Now, I think we should listen to the songs there, hey? 
Well, yeah, since I'm, since both my brother and I don't have hair, uh, <laughs> did did you decide just to grow your hair long just because you have hair, or because you're a rocker, or just because you like long hair? What's uh, very native tradition? Just growing it out, just just because you. Well, I think if you cut it, there goes the power, and also looks have nothing to do with it. That's how I look at it. Looks have nothing to do with it. So it's all, it's all what you can give to the crowd and how much you can perform. Fuck that shit, hair metal. I'm sick of that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Be do, real. Do you ever wear? A, do you wear a hat? No. <laughs> no. Todd brings a good no. question here. <laughs> I don't know. If like, I wear a hat, like if you're on stage, I do have a hat. I do wear a hat. You don't wear like a. But not on stage. No. Only when I when I'm walking around in town. Trying to give pride to my brother Wyatt Hemelspeck, <laughs> and it has a cross on it, and I wear that hat once in a while. And it sits way back in the closet. I, I always like the imagery of the, uh, of, of like kind of like a top hat, the one with the straight beak. Once in a while, that's what I did. What do you mean, like slash? Very slash. Very yeah. slashes. Slash ish. Very slash. <laughs> slashes. Slashes. <laughs> slashes. So, David, I'm going to throw some trivia at you. Okay, let's go. Do you know the drummer and the bass player for Slash's band? You know where they're from? Wouldn't it be L.A. right or no? No, man. Okay, would it be fucking? I I think the bass player he's not from Estevan, but he's from near Estevan, and the drummer's from Winnipeg. Really? That's fucked up. I didn't know That's that either. Fucked up. Yeah, as if I don't know that. You're gonna have to tell me this one, bro. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll share it. They're, uh, I, I've been following those two guys for forever. They've been in. That's pretty intense. I didn't know that. Holy shit! Oh yeah, your brother didn't know too. Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah. Slash is a big fan of Winnipeg. He's very good friends with uh, Chris Jericho, the wrestler. Okay. Who is from Winnipeg, oh. of course. So uh, he's got a lot of ties to Winnipeg, like a lot of ties. He even I think he visits here every once in a while. The um, yeah, you're gonna have to look up these two dudes. These two, they even have a band called Tuke, as in like the hat, <laughs> and uh, they do covers, uh, '80s covers. Mm-hmm. These, these two motherfuckers are bad, man. They're just bad ass musicians. Probably the best you'll ever hear. Like, I honestly, go so check them out. Hey, it's Pride from Saskatchewan, man. Like, yeah, did you know guys? the band? Uh, what the fuck was that band called? Uh, Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. No, I don't know. Um, uh, Kickaxe. They're from Saskatchewan, too. Oh, Kickaxe, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Saskatchewan, man. Yeah. On the road to rock. Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're going to do my shout out here. Yep. Okay. So stay with me. So this was the funeral last night. So shout out to April Glob and her partner, Andrew Hemelspeck. And their daughter and son, Summer Hemelspeck and Hunter Hemelspeck. Hey, peace out, older brother, too. Yeah. All right. That was fun, man. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> peace out. Okay, peace out.